There's a very famous story that uh, has been uh, said over in the name of two people. I've heard one version with uh, the Pittsburgher Rebbe's father or the grandfather of the present Pittsburgher Rebbe, and I also heard it in the name of Rev Gifter. Um, but whoever of the Tzaddik, it could have happened to both of them, <laughs> maybe at separate times, but there was a chasana happening in New York, and they were in Cleveland, and they had to travel from Cleveland to New York. And what happened was that the it was a crazy storm. This is in the 70s, so they didn't have the advanced weather systems as they have now. And um, mid-flight, they saw that there was no way they're going to make it to New York. And they had to divert to, I guess, Pittsburgh. And uh, they landed in a remote airport, not a major airport, and... Um, they got off the plane. Now, it was Ruf Gifter and eight students, or the Pittsburgh Ravy and eight students. Either which way, whoever it was, they found themselves in the airport, and they wanted to daven Meyer. So they didn't want to daven in the waiting area, and so they found a guy, and they asked him, listen, is there any small room that maybe you could let us use to uh, conduct our prayers? We just didn't want to, we'd like to quiet and the guy gives a very shocked look at them and like, you want to conduct your prayers? Uh, okay, here I have the keys to this room. And he brings them to this room and he says like, um, uh, can I join you? And they're like, can you join us? Your name seems to like Mr. Christofferson or whatever his name was, you know, like, okay, sure, you could join us. And they sit down and they start davening. And he says, uh, is there a prayer that uh, the mourner says that I could say? And they say, yeah. And I said, okay, can, can, can I say that prayer? And they're like, well, I guess they were, were worried about his Jewishness. And they said, sure, you could be the one to say it. So uh, they showed him where it was and how to say it, how to pronounce it. And he said the Kaddish. And afterwards, the, uh, the Rosh Hashiva went over to him and said, like, you know, it's very strange, you know, like, uh, you seem to know how to read the Hebrew, and or, but it was a little bit difficult for you. Like, what's your story? Why did you uh, want to say this prayer? He said, well, I'll tell you like this, that uh, very strange story. My father was a Holocaust survivor, and he went, he was a tortured soul, and I became a tortured soul. And I ran away from home at a young age, and, um, you know, I didn't have much to do with him. And uh, I heard my father died. I never never said Kaddish for him, but, uh, you know, he's been coming to me in dreams saying that he needs me to say Kaddish for him. So I ignored it, and I was like, you know, Dad, you know, we didn't have the best of relationships, uh, but, like, you know, there's no shuls where I am. There's no place. I, I can't do it. And he kept on coming back. And finally, last night, he says, what happens if I brought a minion to you? Would you say Kaddish? And I said, okay, sure. If you bring me a minion, I'll say Kaddish. And here you are, nine Jews, and I'm the tenth. And I had to say Kaddish. So this story has many ramifications about... One of the things I think is just so important is that we see that the Kaddish from somebody so far away from Yiddishkeit has such a powerful effect that because Baruch Hu would arrange that there'd be flights delayed. Imagine how many other people their flights were changed 
just to organize so this guy could say Kaddish. What, Hashem changed the course of, of history in order for this occurrence to happen, which is amazing. So why am I telling you this story? Is There's so much more depth to it as well. It's not, it's, it's not fair that I'm not utilizing the full depth of it. But in this week's Parsha, we see that Kosh tells Moshe, Say, Likras, go to Paro when he's getting up to go to the river in the morning. And you know, when he went to the river, uh, the river started rising. Excuse the terminology, but uh, you know, he made himself into a deity and therefore uh, never relieved himself in uh, any manner where anybody would know. So when he actually went to the river, he would uh, pitch in, as we see. And, and that caused... You know, a certain thing that uh, also that power would also go um, to to take care of his business. The Medrash says something crazy. It's the Medrash, the Rabbi, I think, in this week's Parsha, I think it's Kapitol Yud Aleph. And it says that Hashem told Paro you know, to Moshe, go to Paro before he davens, because he's going to daven to me, he's going to ask for my help. Because already things have been happening. And Paro knew he needed the help of a deity, of a real deity. And therefore, Paro went to Davin. But if you wait, if you go after he's already Davin, I'm not going to be able to smite him with the makas that I need to smite him with. Because the power of the tefillah of a Russia like Paro, who would shecht, 300 kids a day in order to bathe in their blood to get alleviate his saras. Paro that was mishabed and so cruel to kill so many kids, even his own people, throw them into the river. He just enslaved so many Jews and torture them and brutalize them. That guy, if he would daven, Hashem wouldn't be able to punish him? That's insane. That's insane. So can you imagine, Rav Melech Biederman says it's over. He says, can you imagine if such a, an evil person, if he would turn to Hashem in prayer, Hashem would listen to his prayers? Can you imagine every Jew, no matter how bad you think you are, none of us are as bad as Paro. Nobody's that evil. Hashem should help us. And we should all be Zoha to realize what our real essence is then even if we feel we're so bad, Hashem still wants to hear our prayers. Chazal tell us is one of the few things that are mentioned that God has a lust for. God lusts for your prayers. Kodesh Baruch Hu's mis'ayev letfilosan shel tzadikim ve'amech kulam tzadikim. Every Jew is a tzadik. And Hashem is fiending, lusting desires our, our prayers. Hashem should help us all recognize the, the beauty that Hashem looks at us with. He's just waiting for us to open our hearts. Right? And it doesn't mean just to run into shul and just go mumble, mumble, mumble. It means to open our hearts. It means power is going to ask Hashem to really help him. That doesn't mean he has to have kavanas and all the words and all the special meanings to everything. But it's to open our hearts. Because Baruch Hu wants our hearts Rahmana Liba Boy. Chazal tell us Hashem wants our heart. Hashem should help us all open our hearts. That our tefillah should be in this Kabul Ba'ava Rotsan. 
have amazing, amazing Shavim, amazing Shabbos, and Hashem should help us rise above all the challenges that come our way and turn our hearts to Hashem. Zai Gebenched.